Uh, my mom told me I have to stop swearing so much in this podcast. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's she called so me the other day. She was like, I listened to your podcast. Uh, you got to slow down on the F word. And I was like, okay. <laughs> That's so funny because I don't even catch that. But when I go into edit, I try and get rid of all the ums and the likes that I can. That's the other thing. I didn't, I always knew that I said like way too much and I said um a lot, but I didn't realize how much yeah. until I listened. And even the first time, the first episode I listened to, I didn't catch it. But then someone was like, you say like way too much. And then I was on the lookout for it. And I realized I say it like every other word. Same. It's really bad. So... I don't know how to stop. And I feel like there was one episode that we recorded where I was super conscious of it. So I really mm-hmm. thought about every word that I was saying. And then right after that, I stopped being so aware and went back to saying all the, all the likes. Maybe I should just be conscious of it. It's so hard to remember though. You know? Yeah, because we just have developed this way of speaking over the past 20 some odd years. So yeah. I can't help it. Yeah, I know. Oh, well. Something, something else that um, I was reminded that I need to mention is, uh, so I am the worst girlfriend and uh, forgot what Charlie's middle name was. Mm-hmm. And so I texted him and I was like, oh, don't hate me, but what's your middle name? And he was like, Gordon. And I was like, okay, great. That's, and then he goes, oh my God, Taylor, our middle names. His middle name is Gordon and my middle name is Elizabeth. So we're Gordo and Lizzie. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) I lost it. I was like, I, this is too funny. I didn't even catch it. I was like, okay, like whatever. And uh, didn't make the connection, but he texted me and said, don't forget to mention that <laughs> basically needs the world to know. So <laughs> no, that's really good. That's maybe it was meant to be, who knows? Two exciting things. So, okay. So when this comes out, it's going to be a week delayed, but when we're recording this, the Emmys were last night. Oh, and you yeah. need to talk about the Emmys. Oh my God. The fact that Shit's Creek won every single televised Emmy yeah. was unreal. Unreal. Every- Deserved. Every time a new category came up that they were nominated for. I was like, I really hope they win. There's no way they win another, but I really hope they win. Mm-hmm. And they would say Shit's Creek. And I was just like, holy crap. They literally won everything. Every single one. Yeah. So unreal. And I'm so happy that that happened. It was just like so crazy. And I'm so glad I caught it on TV and that I got yeah. it. Because the ones that I thought maybe had like the least chance was like the directing one right and the fact that they even won that and then I hate to say it but I did not think Annie Murphy was gonna win and the fact that she did it was unreal yeah yeah I mean I love her so I'm oh same so 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 happy that she won but Uh yeah I was the same I was like for whatever reason like I think maybe it was because her category was stacked I don't remember why I thought that I think it's just, I thought it because she, I mean, I think she's way funnier than Eugene Levy. So like, yeah, I just, so when he won, I was like, oh, there's like a giant Mm -hmm. chance. I mean, she's funnier like in the show. I mean, like, I don't know, but yeah, I was shot. And then when Zendaya won, I literally screamed and I scared the dog (laughs) and I was like sweating. And because you didn't watch Euphoria, did you? 
not yet. It's been on my list for a while. And I, I think I said this last week, like, I just haven't been in the mood for anything really oh, right. intense and dramatic mm-hmm. um, in terms of TV. So it's just like on my list, but mm-hmm. I need to just commit and just do it because I've only heard good things. Yeah. It's yeah. um definitely don't binge it. It's, it's yeah. one of the heaviest shows I think I've ever seen. Yeah, I've heard and, it's not bingeable from multiple people, so. Yeah, and for multiple reasons. There's just, like, a lot of triggering things in there. If you have experience, um, whether personal or, or, you know, through relationships of, like, all of these different things that they touch on, it's so, so much. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but she deserved it the most out of everyone, but the people she beat out, I mean, there were, like, veteran actresses in that yeah. category, so yep. that was on, it was so, so cool. It was so. definitely an interesting Emmys and um, hopefully they never have to do it again that way. I know. I did see though, so Time Magazine, I read an article from them and they said, I mean, again, this is a little bit editorialized, well, a lot editorialized, but they said that it was the most enjoyable award show to watch in recent history. And whatever recent history means in their, in their eyes, whether it's a year, five years, whatever. But I kind of agree because nobody, like people were trying hard, but in like a different kind of way, but it wasn't like, I don't know. It's, it's not awkward in certain ways because like, you know, if people are trying too hard to be funny and like, you don't hear laughs, you feel like secondhand embarrassment, but there was no laughter. So just it overall was awkward, but you had to like go with it. And I can't believe it went off like without a hitch, like. I don't know if you saw that for some of them, they gave each of them a box and then the person who won, they like pressed a button and it shot out at them. I, I saw, I saw one of those. Um, mm-hmm. That was funny. I, I agree though. It was done really well. And I think the fact that they just were like, whatever, let's embrace the mm-hmm. life and mm-hmm. had people like basically zoom in live when they were nominated. I thought was a really good idea because I don't remember. I think we, I think we talked about the VMAs. I watched maybe a few minutes of that. And then I just stopped because it obviously didn't feel like an award show when I tried to like do research on it. Cause I'm like a dork and I like care about stuff like that. Yeah. I I really wanted to know how they were going to pull it off. And I guess like some of it was live, but most of it was pre-recorded. So it obviously mm. felt pre-recorded, like if it, it right. felt like a TV special instead of instead of a live award show. So mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I don't know if there have been any other awards recently that are like notable, but and the VMAs and the Emmys are so different anyway. But they're the only two award shows that I can think of recently, and the Emmys definitely did a much better job than the VMAs by just like accepting the fact that it was going to be done the way that it was done. Well, speaking of TV, should we get to the to the meat of the actual show that we should be the talking actual about? show? Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it was Charlie or Charlie's sister. Her, her name's Sari. <laughs> One of them said, "You guys just sound like you're in so much pain when you talk about the show." <laughs> and I was like, "You're you're you're right. You're that's accurate. It is. It's painful." But it's also like, it's just, it's somehow still fun. Well, with that, so we watched episodes 11 through 15. Mm-hmm. I, this 
chunk of episodes were pre- were enjoyable to me for the most part because I remembered them. Yeah. And I feel like I say that a lot, but it's it's ones where in past episodes I've been like, oh, I remember things here and there. Oh, I remember that specific scene. But there's like a couple in here that I was like, oh my God, I actually remember watching this one. And they must have played it more than usual, than a usual episode on Disney Channel because I've seen it a million times kind of thing. Yeah. So the first one is called Over the Hill. So Lizzie doesn't have like a thing because Miranda's like, I have to be in a recital. Gordo's like, I'm showing off my film this weekend. Lizzie's like, I have nothing to do this weekend, which is false because both of them invited her to their thing they're doing. So she does have things to do that weekend. She just doesn't have her own thing. So then the whole thing is like, she's like, oh my God, I'm not going to be successful. and I'm going to work at a burger joint and that sucks. And then it's basically like, she doesn't really figure it out and that's fine. And that's the episode. And then they find dogs under the porch. So. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, because I wrote down as my, like, quote, title, Lizzie has no future, and I didn't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty, that, that's spot on based off of the, uh, the description I gave, yeah. so. So, Lizzie is definitely too young to be having this kind of life crisis. <laughs> I, when I was 14, I never like thought about what I wanted to do or like what I was going to do, like what I was going to major in in college. No, I was like worried about what I was going to wear the next day to Mm -hmm. school or something. Like I wasn't worried about my future. That didn't happen until like later in high school. See, that's so funny because I wrote down and I know I'm the odd one out, but I, I'm pretty sure I always knew what I wanted to do. I always knew I wanted to be involved in something regarding entertainment and something regarding writing, which I'm in neither right now. So that, that, you know, didn't work. It did for a bit and then it just didn't anymore. And that's fine. We, we, we get over it, (laughs) but uh, yeah, I just like, I don't know. I like always knew that, but I mean, no one else around me did. Maybe there was a one or two that was like, I want to be a lawyer and I want to do whatever. But I mean, a lot of people don't even figure it out until they're in college. And then a lot of people graduate with, you know, a degree and they're like, that's actually not what I want to do. So it's, I mean, I definitely, you know, people always have that crisis, but I agree with you. She's literally in middle school. It's fine. Yeah. I just like, I couldn't relate to what Lizzie was going through at all. Like even in high school, I didn't know what I wanted to go to college for. Mm -hmm. That's why I ended up at a liberal arts college because- Mm -hmm. I like couldn't commit to a bigger university where you have to choose like a path early. Mm-hmm. And then even when I got to college, like I started off as a bio major. Mm-hmm. I took my freshman year. I w- really thought I was going to be like in the sciences doing something. I didn't, don't really know what. And then I ended up graduating with a business and film major. Right. It was totally just so off. Especially like when I, there's been times that I've like, kind of second guess what I wanted to do not often but I know that there's been people definitely throughout high school at least maybe not middle school who are like oh my god everyone knows what they want to do and I don't what do I do am I behind yeah and I think that's you know obviously that's very natural but yeah when you're 13 or I guess she's 14 it's not even like they're trying to pick what to do for college it's literally like hobbies right but I just was like annoyed with when she did, Leslie like has like a kind of dream where she is working at 
a burger, like a fast food joint of somewhere. And like Gordo comes through in a limo because he's like a famous director. And it was like the whole thing about like, oh, I'm a failure if I end up working at this like fast food industry. And I was like, you know what? People work there to feed their families. There's nothing wrong with that. But it goes off of, um, I mean, it's a stereotype from 20 years ago. So I have to, again, (laughs) just bite my tongue, Um, (laughs) which I didn't because I just ranted about it, but it's fine. (laughs) And my my last thing about this is just who would have thought that Lizzie would just straight up steal Miranda's dream of being like a pop star. Miranda's like, I'm going to be a singer. I'm going to be famous. And then like fast forward another 20 episodes and Lizzie is literally singing to Italy. So yeah, that is really ironic. That's what happens when Lelaine quits Lizzie McGuire. You don't get to fulfill your dream and Lizzie takes it it. from you. Sucks to suck. Instead of chasing whatever you chased, clearly again, didn't work out because who knows where you are. Because Hillary Duff stole her dream. It all, it literally, you know, Hillary and Lizzie both stole it. My conclusion for this episode was Lizzie freaked out for no reason this entire episode and the whole thing was pointless. (laughs) literally nothing changed I'm sure it was a message to kids about like it's okay to not know what the hell you're doing with your life you know but and then also the jobs Lizzie threw she literally threw jobs into a hat and picked them out to see what whatever and she went from everything from like a research scientist to a NASCAR driver and I was like what do you even want to be a NASCAR driver you're just picking things that are possible like I don't think that's whatever right um so I was like okay but I'm sure the message was it's okay you don't have to figure it out right now like you'll find your path kind of thing but yeah like did she even decide on anything like did she even say like oh maybe I don't think so because I feel like I would have written it down instead of the whole thing was pointless (laughs) (laughs) yeah probably you're probably right (laughs) um yeah and then meanwhile the reason I mentioned the dogs under the porch thing is something happens, oh, Matt and his parents watch a scary movie, right? Yeah. And so, and Matt's like scared. So one way or another, they end up with Ghostbusters coming to their house. And another way or another, they fall through the porch, the back porch. Mm -hmm. And they're like, something's down here. And they're like, it's puppies. Are they trying to tell me that there were just puppies trapped under a porch? (laughs) How did they get there? Why, like there must be How a hole somewhere for this long that's what I, I was like how long have they been down there are they sick are they well where's their mom you know like I just was so confused like that porch like I mean I just I just don't get it and it wasn't they were just like oh my god so cute and I was like can someone explain this to me please where these dogs came from and then what they do with them sell them they should have kept one you never see a dog from here on out so that's rude Yeah, I have no idea. That was really random. It was so weird. Yeah. I appreciate the um, intention for the episode, for sure. Like, I I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was good. Like, I thought it was, even though, yeah, at the end of the day, it's kind of like, okay, she didn't figure out what she wanted to do. I think that that's the point that, you know, no one expects you to do it at middle school age. Yeah, I don't know. I guess not by then you have it figured out. I don't know. I'm trying to find a saving grace for it. But I think I appreciate that they did it. And I think they did a decent job with it because I think so many kids spiral into, oh my God, what if I'm not successful and all of my friends are and they forget about me and whatever, which is exactly what she envisioned with uh, Gordo. Because he was like, oh, I don't know a Lizzie. 
when she like tried to reintroduce herself. Yeah. So I think it's definitely more relevant than other ones we've seen. Oh, for sure. What's not the worst episode that they've done? Yeah. Yeah. It was it was decent. Yeah. Cool. Episode 12. Episode 12 called Best Dressed for Much Less. So this episode was they're doing well they called it class favorites and I was like, "Well, that's a little That's a little much. And I literally put down class favorites, what the fuck, and then I wrote, oh, this is senior superlatives, which I was going to go on a whole rant about how fucked up it was that they did class favorites, and I was like, oh, every high school did that. They just (laughs) called it superlatives to make it sound like they're not favoring people, but that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, okay, so they are doing the yearbook stuff. They're doing class favorites, quote. And Lizzie wants to be best dressed, Miranda wants to be most poised, and Gordo just wants to get in every single damn picture of the yearbook that's possible. So Lizzie wants new clothes. She wants this pair of jeans from the Style Shack. Doesn't sound very stylish. Nope. And her mom's like, let's go bargain shopping. And she's like, ew. And then she doesn't win best dressed anyway, but she learns a great lesson to hang out with her mom more, which we've already had that episode. Yeah. So that was a repeat lesson, but it's fine. Yeah. So yeah, so that's the gist of that. And this was the one where it was put on and I was like, oh my God, I remember the bargain shopping. And I remember being embarrassed on Lizzie's behalf being like, oh my God, like why isn't her mom just taking her to get the jeans? Like blah, blah. Like why is she taking that's so embarrassing, which is ridiculous because my mom also wouldn't buy me those jeans. She'd be like, go. Yeah. For my mom's sake, go F yourself. So <laughs> I don't, so I don't swear anymore, mother. That one's for you. No, I thought I thought it was very relatable, the Lizzie wanting these, like, really expensive jeans. Because when I was younger, like, I also, like, wanted to shop at Abercrombie and Hall mm-hmm. and all those places, like, all the time. But mm-hmm. obviously my mom was smart enough to know that, one, those places are so overpriced for what they right. are. And two, they're all just, like, trendy pieces that I'll like for, like, the beginning of the school year and then hate by the end of the school year. Right. Like, why would she spend, you know, $50 on a shirt? Like, that's so stupid to, mm-hmm. to do. And so we would always go. I mean, I can't remember exactly, like, where we would shop. But my mom, like, always obviously tried to find a deal. And we always went, right. you know, tried to be frugal. And, like, now I get it. Like, now yeah, I oh, yeah. will save any dollar that I can. But when I was Absolutely. 13, 14, like, I didn't get it. Like, no. I just wanted what I wanted. The only so I just I wrote down because Miranda's going for most poised. Since when is Miranda poised? None of them are poised. <laughs> None of them. They're constantly like tripping over themselves and walking into things and having stuff thrown at them. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like, what since since when? I literally like my entire body reacted. I was like, because <laughs> Gordo's is doable, but then also Gordo's because he's trying to get into every single picture, like they're not going to, they're taking multiple pictures. They're not going to put in the one of you in there when you're not in the. But also like you could have done it so much more subtly, like instead of throwing the front of the picture, like put yourself in the back, like behind people and like, maybe they'll miss you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that whole thing was kind of silly. I mean, yeah, it was silly. It was, it was funny. It was just one of those little things that you just have to like kind of enjoy, I think. Yeah, I mean, it was it was cute in the way because, like, Lizzie's mom, like, went on and did all that shopping for her, and she, like, literally was crawling on the floor to get certain things for her. Yeah. And 
literally the jeans she did buy for her were cuter than the style shack ones so i was just like jeans were so ugly yeah i just and then she was like oh i should have spent the day with you shopping and i was like oh yeah like here we go like mother daughter bonding time blah blah whatever i also never pooled my money together with other people's to buy something no that's so weird like I'm sorry, if you wanted to buy a pair of pants and you were like, can you please go in on them with me? I'd be like, why? Like, (laughs) what do I get? Like, you're getting pants and I'm giving you money for pants. Unless we're sister of the traveling pants. Right. That's the only situation where that would ever happen. (laughs) Yeah, I, uh, I don't know if I've ever done something like that. If I've ever gotten in on a piece of clothing with someone whether we're sharing it or I was like yeah I'll give you my allowance to buy this like no I'm using my allowance to like get my own clothes like what? yeah I've definitely never done that that's really a weird concept to me <laughs> and then it just like bit so and then we never find out like she couldn't return them because they were stained so whatever happened they were just all out that money like yeah out 110 bucks for ugly ass pants <laughs> that she now can never wear yep Lesson learned. Hopefully. Probably not. There's probably going to be another episode where she does it yet again. Yeah. It's going to be like, well, like we said last week, they have amnesia. Yep. Exactly. Okay. 13 is called You're a Good Man, Lizzie McGuire. This one is about Lizzie and Kate are planning a dance. And one way or another, Kate knocks over the most low budget statue I've ever seen and it's like the the fir- the founding principle of the school and it like knocks his head off and lizzie stuffs the head in her backpack and instead of saying kate broke the statue they ma- kept it a secret they tried to postpone the dance so then lizzie was like so that everyone can go to the dance i'm going to lie and say i broke the statue and it was really kate and that's the episode and it's stupid because i would literally never do i would tell on that person so fast she just put herself into a situation that she didn't need to be involved in. Yeah. Like it made no sense that she would be so stressed out that Kate broke the statue. Fuck Kate. Who cares? Like (laughs) go live your life, Lizzie. Why do you care about the fact that Kate did this and now you're so guilty over what Kate did? Like, how does that make any sense at all it doesn't it doesn't and that's why i was like when i was like i'm pissed because yeah i would like she takes the blame of it i would yeah i would tell so quickly and not as a tattletale like kate broke the statue but if it came down to a dance being canceled i would go and be like i'm an anonymous source and this is what happened i wasn't involved also here's the head i've been keeping it in my backpack right and why did she feel like she needed to take the head yeah that's what i wrote i there's no yeah there's no reason because the whole thing is like oh we gotta hide that it happened well now there's a torso somewhere that someone didn't take so i just yeah i didn't really get it i understand the intention behind it where it's like you know you gotta be i mean literally based on the the title like be a good person you're not being a good person by lying. Right. How is she a good person for taking the blame for someone else's wrongdoing? Like, I don't understand. Not that that makes her a bad person, but it's not like, oh, wow, you're such a good person. You took the blame for something that you didn't mm-hmm. do. Yeah. 
And like the, I mean, I guess the good thing is that because she quote confessed, they were able to still have the dance. But like, if you, if you go to the principal and you're like, Hey, listen, here's honestly what happened. Kate and I were here. She pushed the statue. I got nervous. I took the head. Here's the head. That's what happened. I hope this is helpful. Can we have the dance? Like who's to say that wouldn't have worked. And then it's still, Oh, Lizzie. Okay. Thank you for telling us. Like, I understand you got nervous. Like, I think that's how a real thing would happen. And the good thing is like, so they were able to have the dance because she said something, but they all ended up coming to her anyway. They all just show up at the house. First of all, if a bunch of middle schoolers showed up at my house growing up, my mom would be like, what is going on? We're not having a party. Get out. Because she'd be like, there's 75 people here. Instead, Lizzie's mom is showing Ethan where the stereo is. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. I mean, I don't know how they convinced everyone to go over to Lizzie's, especially because the whole premise of Lizzie's character is that, like, she isn't popular and no mm-hmm. one seems to care about her. Yeah. Yet everyone decided to go over to her house instead of going to the dance. Right. Yeah. Other thing that Lizzie could have done is she could have gone to the principal and just been like, it was an accident. Like, Kate bumped into it. Right. Like, she didn't have to say, like, oh, Kate pushed it and, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is so flimsy anyway. I'm surprised that someone hasn't already accidentally bumped into it. The statue is not attached to the podium. The fact that she carried it around her, in her backpack means it was so light. I'm, I'm surprised a gust of wind didn't push it over. Yeah, like, what? The whole thing was just so dumb and, like... This is another instance where whatever convoluted message they were trying to get across (laughs) just could have been done better. I can't think of how it would have been done better because I don't quite understand the point of the message. Like it's somewhere down there, but I I don't know how far I have to dig to find it. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to be willing to dig for a second. Let's see if I could, I'm wondering, let's see. I'm wondering if the message is like, (laughs) I have an idea in my head. I'm just trying to find a way to articulate it. Like, obviously the point is that she was looking out for other people because other people deserve to have happiness of like going to the dance. But why does she sacrifice her own happiness and lie? It's not even like she, like she literally lied to do it, but it was for like the betterment of her friends. And so people could like have a good time. Even before it came down to whether or not they have the dance, she Mm -hmm. already took on that guilt of Kate breaking it. Before they even knew that a consequence was Mm -hmm. canceling the dance. So that's why for me, I'm just like, it doesn't make any sense because I I get her stepping Mm -hmm. up and trying to do something for the better of Mm -hmm. like the group of the grade and just like sacrificing herself in that. But when they first broke the statue, like she automatically felt guilty. Mm -hmm. She automatically took the blame for something she literally didn't do standing there. And took all the guilt that mm-hmm. Kate should have felt. And, and like for what? Worst case scenario, if and I'm I understand Kate's just like a bitch, so like she wouldn't have thought this way anyway. But let's just go through worst case scenario if they did just come right out and say, Hey, I accidentally bumped over the statue. They what at the absolute worst, they'd give them a detention, but at the same time, it's a flimsy ass thing. It's probably, if they said something, they'd probably be like, oh, that's a fake anyway, because it's been broken so many times before. Like, the real one's out in the gym. You know, like, what, what, why? Yeah. (laughs) I didn't like this episode. 
I like at the end, it, I was like, oh, poor Lizzie. Cause she's like crying and being like, I tried to do this and now I'm not even at the dance. And then I, I wrote it down and then I was like, no, you know what? Like, I feel bad on like a human level of like, oh, that sucks. All your friends are at a dance and you're not because you wanted to make everyone else happy. So you like sacrificed yourself, but you didn't have to do that. Right. And everyone came to her anyway. So, okay. So this one, number 14 is called Just Like Lizzie. And it's about this girl. What grade are they in at this point? All right. So (laughs) (laughs) apparently they're in eighth grade. I thought they've been in eighth grade this entire time because they're 14. Me too. But all of a sudden now, as of this episode, they're in eighth grade. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe grades work differently in TV. I just... I mean, so looking back on the last few episodes, you can kind of get it. Like, there's a dance, which is it a... It's a spring fling dance, so it's the end of the school year. And then there's the yearbook stuff, which happens at the end of the school year. So... Thinking about it that way, it makes sense. But I just still thought that they were, they've been in eighth grade this entire time. Me too. Or at least this entire season already. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this new weirdo girl that comes, Andy, yeah. she's in seventh grade or she's, she's a Sevy. She's a Sevy. And every time they said Sevy, I cringed. <laughs> I, people need to stop calling this girl a Sevy. <laughs> it makes me so uncomfortable. I don't know what it is. It just sounds wrong. It, well, it is because it's just wrong. Yeah. I agree. I also thought they were in eighth grade this whole time. So when they said she was a Sevy, I was like, okay, this must mean they're in eighth now, but maybe they're not. Maybe they're in, in ninth. I don't know. I was so confused. Also, it just bothers me that that wasn't at the start of a next season. They literally waited until midway through a season to introduce a new year. That makes no sense. And now they only have half a season left mm-hmm. to finish a year because I'm pretty sure the Lizzie McGuire movie is them graduating middle school, right? Right. They're graduating and something. They're gradu- You're right. They're graduating middle school. Because I remember it was just like, who the fuck goes on a, a, a trip to Italy for their middle school graduation? Right. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Okay. So they're in eighth grade. That's good to know. So the synopsis is this girl named Andy, who's a quote seven, AKA she's in seventh grade, becomes obsessed with Lizzie for some reason or another. And it gets out of hand and she literally like becomes Lizzie and is also a stone cold bitch. And everyone's for some reason obsessed with her, but Lizzie realizes that she's crazy. And then she just ends up being a copycat of Kate. And that's the episode. So yeah. Um, I really hated this episode a lot. It was really dumb. At one point, at the beginning of the episode, um, or towards the beginning, Andy is, like, in Lizzie's locker for some reason, like, organizing it or doing whatever. And Miranda comes up, and she's like, Lizzie? And I'm like, fuck that! This girl has brown hair! You know it's not Lizzie! That's what I wrote! I go, wait, they have literally different hair colors, all in caps with three question marks. Yeah, and I would get it if, like, the girl, like, you couldn't see the girl's head. But I could yeah. see her head, which means Miranda could see her head. Yep. Lizzie's not a brunette, Miranda. Also, they're, like, completely different body types and sizes and have different clothes. So I just, yeah. like, didn't, like, the thing Andy was wearing that day is not something Lizzie would ever wear. Like, it's just not, right. it's not her style. So I was like, what? maybe that's why Miranda was like, Lizzie? Because it, like, didn't look whatever. But, no, she's an idiot. Literally, the hair color could not be more of a contrast. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. 
So yeah. I'm glad. Yeah, I also wrote that. I figured you did too because it's not something you miss. So. And then honestly, the last thing I wrote was this little girl is weird because I couldn't remember her name at the time. <laughs> That's funny because the last thing I wrote was Andy fucking sucks. So yeah, there's, I mean, there's really not much to the episode. It's literally just about a girl. Like there's not much to kind of write home about. There's, it's about a girl who becomes obsessed with an older girl because she's like, you're my role model. And then literally it's like the movie, The Roommate. And she just, yeah, yeah. she just becomes her because she's obsessed with her. And it's like, oh my God, you're taking over my life. And I mean, that's, that's really it. And then Miranda and Gordo like love her for some reason. Gordo's like, I'm going to ask her out. And I was like, dude, you're fucking weird. But so then it just gets out of hand and then something happens. What happened where then she then went over to Kate? Did Lizzie just call her out? Yeah, so Andy ends up at Lizzie's house, and I don't remember why she was there, but Lizzie sees her, and she's wearing legit the exact same mm-hmm. outfit as her, and she just freaks out on her, mm-hmm. and tells her to, like, go away, like, leave her alone, and stop copying her, and blah, 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 and then the next day, she has become a mm-hmm. mini Kate. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, I mean, that's literally the episode. This was such a pointless episode. It's just, yeah, there was no... There was no lesson. There was no, there was no, it's a filler episode. And I don't even think it was funny. No, it was just weird. It was creepy. Yeah, it was creepy. That's all it was. Yeah, no, that's it. Like, yeah, the episode was freaking bizarre and like unnecessary. Episode 20 is called Lizzie in the Middle, which I liked. Yeah. I must have missed it. Why is Frankie Muniz in this episode? I also missed that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, I don't think it really matters why, but I was curious. I, um, I literally, I have three notes because this is also the episode where I started going through HBO Max and adding things to my list. Um, but my three notes are, oh my God, fucking Frankie Munez, whatever happened to him, I wouldn't think twice about dating a celeb. And that's it. So I don't understand why he's in this episode, not just because I missed the beginning, but like, was he backtrack? Mm-hmm. So he was obviously in Malcolm in the Middle. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Malcolm in the Middle is this demographic. No. Like, Malcolm in the Middle is definitely an older crowd. Yes. I'm wondering, wasn't he, when was, um, what's it called, Big Fat Liar? Oh, I don't know. Because I looked up Agent Cody Banks. That movie came out the year after this episode. Oh. The fact that they called this episode, like, whatever, Middle means that they were referencing Malcolm in the Middle. Right, right. So I'm just, like, wondering, were kids watch? I mean, I watched Malcolm in the Middle when I was younger, but I don't remember how young I was. Mm-hmm. I remember it being not a mature show, but more mature than Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, I think you're right. It's, I haven't even seen Malcolm in the Middle. No, that's a lie. I saw the first episode, like, years ago. And, yeah, it's it's not the same demographic. So it has to do something with a movie they did together. I don't think he was like a heartthrob. Like it's not like the same as Aaron Carter, you know, like it's not, I mean, unless I'm wrong and everyone loved him for some reason, but he's not one of those actors that you have like his poster hanging up. Yeah. 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 Definitely not. But for real, what happened to him? Where is he? I have no idea. Yeah. I just thought it was weird that he was in this episode because he doesn't seem, he seems like his show is way too mature for this Mm -hmm. group of kids. And then this brought me to a thought that I had earlier this week. So I had this whole thing and I like recorded a a voice note on my phone so I could remember it too. 
And so I was thinking, because I feel like every time we talk about these episodes, we're like, oh, well, the show is like made for a really young audience. It's made for kids. Like it's silly, blah, blah, blah. And then I was listening to another podcast and they happened to just talk about Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, Boy Meets World is a really good example of a show that is on Disney. Well, it, it wasn't originally on Disney, which kind of like throws off my theory, but it's on Disney now. And they were like kind of young when the show first started. But I feel like Boy Meets World is a better show than Lizzie McGuire because it goes through a lot of character development. Mm. There's actual like lessons and storylines, mm-hmm. even though it's a show for kids and you can actually get something out of it. So then I was like, why does Lizzie McGuire have to take this like silly, n- almost like nonsensical approach sometimes? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I'm going to change my mind for a second. And instead of saying kids are too immature to understand the stuff, I'm going to turn it around and blame the writers for not coming up with stuff that they think that kids can comprehend. I think that's a great thought. And I agree with that. Like there's so many messages and lessons in these episodes that could be so great. But then they give it almost like a slapstick humor kind of touch to them. Mm -hmm. And they automatically become just dumb. I'm wondering, okay, wait, first of all, what was Boy Meets World originally on? So I'm pretty sure when I looked it up, it was originally on ABC. Oh, okay. And then it didn't, and then I, I think it might have spent its time on ABC. And then I think after it ended is when it started to air on um Disney and like Nick at Night even. Oh right, right, right. Okay. But it's now on Disney Plus. So right. I it could kind of be considered a Disney show, but well, I don't think originally it is. I'm thinking too. I'm like so curious when we get to like That's So Raven and Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Like, did they really have lessons? I feel like That's So Raven maybe did, but like Zach and Cody, I feel like it was just like a silly show and they weren't trying. But maybe that's what makes it so good. It was literally just a show. I know. that I think, so the other thing that I realized tonight is like because Lizzie McGuire has that, again, sort of slapstick style where like everything, all the jokes are revolved around like really exaggerated, mm-hmm. dumb, physical humor. I don't like that kind of humor to begin with. Yeah. Like even thinking about like, adult comedy movies that I that like most people like I don't like those mm-hmm. well you're so right and they really embrace the slapstick thing because of all of the the sound effects that they're doing yeah like all those little like that that really enforces the type of humor they're trying to accomplish and yeah wow that's a really interesting take on it. and and you're right it might be a little different because it wasn't originally on Disney but I think if we're looking at, I mean, we'll have to see what the other shows we watch, but yeah, that's, that's so true. Like they're definitely, kids can grasp these concepts. Yeah. Like the writers of Lizzie McGuire aren't giving kids enough credit to understand mm-hmm. like the lessons mm-hmm. is my new takeaway. So I blame the writers. Okay. I can get behind that. Instead of kids can't understand this, the writers are doubting kids. 
Interesting. I think, I think I could agree with that. I think we'll have to watch more. Yeah. To see if it's a Disney thing, if it's an acting thing, if it's a writing thing, because yeah, I mean, I guess the writing is what brings apart and even like the directing, like is what brings about like the, whether the, the lesson's going to really land with you or not, but yeah, it all comes down to the writing. And if they're not, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I agree with you. That was my train of thought tonight. <laughs> huh? I like it. I'm glad you mentioned it. I'm glad you remembered it. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of the episode, it was uh, like, there's nothing to it. No, it's literally, yeah, it's Frankie Muniz comes to town. He asks out Lizzie. She's like, no. And then everyone's like, what the hell do you mean? No. And then she does go out with him. And then Miranda and Gordo get mad. It's a miracle. I remember this much of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I watched it up until the minute we started this and I just don't even, but they were mad because they were in the front page of the paper and it was like unnamed friends or something. They wouldn't yeah. give the names. And it was like Lizzie McGuire and Frankie Muniz and unnamed people. Um, the only other thing I wrote is why have there now been two episodes where Lizzie is famous? <laughs> and like, she's not famous. <laughs> she's like, like being famous like you're not famous and then she steps out in front of all of italy and becomes like a pop sensation and like really thrives on like whatever like riding around on a moped and being what's her name like yeah. isabella right um yeah so again once again nothing tracks um <laughs> yeah that's i didn't even make that connection that's so funny yeah she must just be really wanted among celebrities because because didn't they kiss at the end too yeah yeah that aaron carter Ronnie doesn't yeah. count because he was ugly and annoying. Yeah. I mean, Ronnie also wasn't a celebrity. And now I'm just thinking of like kisses she's had. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there really wasn't. I think it was just one of those things where Frankie Muniz, they were just like, we want a fun guest star. And like, this is what we're going to do. He's going to like ask her out and it's going to be like, yeah. whatever. Um, So it was like a fun episode. It didn't yeah. really do anything for like the storyline or whatever. It didn't like make anything like... Right. It just, I think if anything, it reinforced that at the end of the day, Lizzie has a good head on her shoulders. And that's maybe like the main thing. Right. Yeah. It was cute. It definitely yeah. was like, you know, once it, it was a filler episode, but in a good way, not in a way that like the Andy one was a filler episode. I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to continue to, or do better about finding things that are positive to appreciate about it. Cause there are for the most part, there are positive things. Definitely not with the Andy one. <laughs> but I feel like with most of them, there is something positive. It's just funny because it's just so, it's so extreme. And like the characters, this is the thing. There's not a lot of redeeming qualities about the characters, which makes it really hard to cheer for them because you don't want to root for anyone when it's like, there's nothing super, I don't want to say there's nothing lovable about them, but like, Miranda doesn't really have any redeeming qualities. Like, you know, Ethan is a waste of space. Like, Kate sucks. Like, the parents, they, like, the mom is just, like, a mom. Like, there's nothing about her that makes her super special. Like, the dad's, right. like, a child, which is, like, his endearing quality, but it's not, like, he doesn't need to be redeemed, though. You know, he's just, like, the dad. But there's just so many people where they're either not dimensional enough or they're, they have not enough positive like really obvious positive qualities and they're all really like snarky with each other and sometimes it comes off as like not a cute way and like an actual just like i'm like sassy so i think for me that's part of it is 
these are very like two-dimensional characters and it's it's just hard right well so I because I I don't know I feel like this is an unpopular opinion because a lot of people I feel like prefer movies over tv shows Mm -hmm. I prefer tv shows over movies yeah and I like that because I like getting invested in characters Mm -hmm. and I like I like to fall in love with characters. I like to get involved and care about their storyline and where they're going. And you don't get that with Lizzie McGuire. Mm -hmm. We don't know enough about these characters or even the things that we learn in one episode don't carry over to the next. Right. So there's, there's nothing to grasp at like emotionally for me Mm -hmm. to care enough to be invested and what they're doing, and what's going on with them. That's, like, a perfect way to explain. And that's exactly how I feel, because I agree that TV, I connect more with TV for the same exact reasons. Like, and also because TV, it's, like, shorter segments. Not anymore, because TV is, like, an hour and a half per episode now. But, yeah, because there's more to it, so you're watching the character grow. And maybe that's why the movie is enjoyable, because it's, like, okay, at this point, they've kind of grown a little bit, and there's, like, they're moving on to high school. It's, like, a pivotal point in their life that they're going into this, and maybe that's why the movie is so much more fun. Also, because it's a movie versus a TV show on Disney Channel, so maybe that's kind of a moot point, but, like, it's, yeah, when you're, when you're watching something, even if it is, like, a children's show, but if they do it right, like, Boy Meets World, like, I'm really glad you made that comparison, it's you're you're growing up with the character too at that point that's a totally other like a, a completely you know another like uh what's it called like level to put on it whatever you want to say layer uh yeah we're just not yeah and and we said before yes yeah, and something carries over to other episodes you're not even seeing you see like the most random callbacks like there was one episode where lizzie brought back the part where gordo's brain experiment blew up and it's like, there's been other things like that where it's called back to other episodes, but it's not enough to make me feel like it's this growing storyline. And that also goes back to what we were saying about how these episodes were clearly filmed all over the place. So yeah. like, it's not necessarily meant to have that storyline where you have to watch it in order. But yeah, I think maybe that's our issue because we are such TV junkies and like, we look forward to the feeling connected. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's why I I rewatch TV shows mm-hmm. because I love those characters mm-hmm. and yeah, I know it's going to happen, but like I love seeing the development. Like I like going on mm-hmm. whatever journey it is that they're going on. I love movies, but when I get to the end of the movie, I'm like so sad mm-hmm. that there isn't more right. and that I don't get to see what happens after the movie is over that I like that's part of the reason why I prefer TV over movies is because you get that mm-hmm. but you don't get that at all with Lizzie like they're all just very individual episodes mm-hmm. that don't need like each other to like continue to stack up on right get anything from the show and like that on top of like the slapstick ish vibe of the humor is just like for me right now not like the recipe for a type of show that I prefer Mm -hmm. and I think it goes past like well I don't know I keep reminding myself oh but this is meant for you know people half your age but I think it goes a little bit past that too I don't know if it has to do with the fact that it in some ways hasn't aged well not aggressive not as bad as I thought it was going to 
to be honest. I thought it was going to not age well a lot worse than it has. But I think it's hard for us to put in that barrier of, um, okay, well, like, this isn't meant for us. Also, this was made 20 years ago. Because it's just, you just can't help but compare it to the TV you're watching now. And, like, this is, there has never been better TV than what we're living in right now. Yeah. So, again, this is what brings up where I wonder what Disney and Nickelodeon shows are doing right now. Like, are they the best they've ever been? We're just not watching it because we're not like, you know, I just, I don't know. But. I mean, I guess I'll end with this is Lizzie McGuire is definitely a beloved show. I feel like people still love it to this day, Mm -hmm. even though they haven't seen it probably in 20 years. People still love it. They still, it still resonates with people and you know, obviously they were going to do the reboot and people were really excited because they were getting something back from their childhood. So I'm hoping that in the next 20 episodes, Mm -hmm. maybe we'll be able to make that 180 Mm -hmm. and find the like endearing parts of Lizzie McGuire and, and end it on that and like figure out what, makes her so lovable even today (laughs) and like once I feel this way now and I will feel this way when we're done like I still adore the show Mm -hmm. I don't I don't I wouldn't say I love the show oh my god like I adore it like it's cute it's fun it serves its purpose it's like you know it's 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 fun but to go off of your reboot thing and we already talked about this like way in the beginning but like, it's just, it's specifically because of this, where it makes me even fonder of Hillary Duff that she stepped back from it because they were going to go the way that they did when we were 13. Like, right. she was like, no, like, I mean, Lizzie McGuire is going to be 30. She's going to be like having sex. She's going to be doing this and that. Like, we need to have her grow. We, need we to- are the audience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. People that are going to be watching the reboot are people that watched it 20 years ago uh-huh. and we're now 20 years older mm-hmm. so you can't make a 30 year old act like a 13 year old no. or be depicted in in that way because that's not the audience like there are not 13 year olds now right that will watch the reboot because they don't know who lizzie mcguire is it doesn't matter to them right yeah yeah, that's but. like, it just is fr- as frustrating and sad as it is that it's not happening, at least not yet. I still have hope it's going to happen one day. I yeah. have so much respect for her that she realized this is not what people want. This is not what I want. Like, I respect the character and the journey of the show and like what it's done too much to just say, okay, whatever Disney wants and just like follow the leader. So yeah. I'm hoping it, it happens one day. I think it will. I think Disney just has to, especially with like, <laughs> Disney needs this. Like they, the yeah. they took with Mulan, like they, a lot of people don't even use Disney plus to begin with. Like the only reason I still have it is because Austin knows I'm doing, Austin pays for my Disney plus and he knows I'm doing this and he knows I'll be pissed if he takes it away. But he literally, he doesn't use it. Like a lot of people canceled it as soon as they found out Lizzie wasn't happening. You know, it's the Mandalorian can only bring someone so far before it's like, okay, Disney doesn't have any other original content. You know, they had the Beyonce movie that brought people in for the free trial probably. And that's it, you know? So they need this and I'm sure they'll figure that out soon. Yeah, they really do. I agree. Okay, cool. Well, until next week, I'm Taylor. 
I'm Gina, and we are begrudgingly watching Disney Channel. <laughs>